0: Happy. You've got to be happy. On be happy.
1: My name is Sally Jackson Freeman. Over the past 30 years in the music business, I've pretty much seen and heard it all. And the one thing I know beyond doubt is that behind every superstar is a huge team of highly successful and talented individuals who help the artists realise and monetize their talent. This podcast is dedicated to finding out what makes these people so successful and sharing their insider knowledge and tips with you. Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. It is my pleasure today to have my friend Andrea Magdalena on the podcast. She was born and raised in Romania, studied in London and currently lives in L.A. She is the founder of the She Said So community, which consists of women and gender minorities from all sectors of the music industry, from record labels, artist management companies, booking agencies through to technology platforms, creative agencies, composers, artists, and more. With headquarters in London and LA, She Said So has 15 global chapters around the world. Andrea, you are a creative leader with experience in marketing, business development, and strategic partnerships at the intersection of music and technology. You have built this amazing community and you've worked so hard at partnerships and you've really pushed the game forward for diversity, equity and inclusion in the music industry. I've been a part of the She Said So community, which has been a total joy of my life over the past few years and have had the pleasure to speak and mentor on the She Grows programme. And I'm so happy today because Andrea has kindly fitted me into her schedule as she's just about to become a digital nomad in Mexico. By the way, can I join you? So hello, Andrea in LA. This is London Calling. It's such a joy to have you on the podcast
0: today. How are you? Hi, Sally. It's such a pleasure to, to be in touch and to see you yeah. uh, after a few months. Um, it's, uh, the joy is all mine. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm so honoured. Thank you so much. I always say well, the first question
1: I ask people, because I've been interviewing people all around the world, what's the weather with you like today? I mean, if I could describe <laughs> what we're like in Britain, it's October, it's dark, it's rainy. I've got my thermal underwear on. What's it like with you in L.A.?
0: The most British question ever. I oh, know. <laughs> What's exactly. the weather like? It's always the weather. <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: going to stick with that because that's what we're with.
0: It works, it works. Well, it's 11 a.m. here in L.A. Yeah. And, you know, our autumn and winters are a lot milder than in the U.K. So it's kind of sunny, not hot. You know, we're in the... Uh, low 20s high 10s um, degrees Celsius degrees so it's just it's just nice Uh, as you said I'm about to to leave LA for a few months um, to get even more sunshine so I, I really cannot complain
1: yeah and why Mexico why have you chosen Mexico
0: Mexico because, well, dif- so many reasons. It's cheap. It uh, It's open as a country right now to Americans, American travelers. Um, it's a culture that I really love. I love Mexican food. I just love the Mexican spirit. Everyone's so nice and hospitable and Um, you know, uh, values, family, which is something um, I was raised with in Romania as well, family above everything. And uh, because we can, you know, um, it's such a 2020, someone said uh, something to me yesterday that really stuck with me. She said, 2020 has been a complex year, might as well face all the challenges and you know go just like jump into it head on. So that's exactly what I'm doing. Both myself and my husband are at a point in our lives where we can, we're flexible, we can work from anywhere. Obviously the pandemic work from home situation has also facilitated that. Um, and we're gonna use this as an opportunity to build more self-care into our schedules and um, build new healthy habits as well as figuring out what's next right because 2020 has kind of shuffled things around so much that you need a new plan you need to think of your future uh, through new lens and we're not entirely sure um you know, what, what the future looks like uh, post-pandemic just yet, especially in the context of the music industry, right, yeah. where live shows are, are gone um, or changed possibly forever. Um, so, yeah, we're taking this time to kind of keep things open, flexible, new adventure, and um, let the universe throw things at us. I absolutely love that. And I wish
1: you every success there and you have a great time wonderful food. I'm with you on the Mexican food and lifestyle. So go for it. Um, I really appreciate you being on the podcast because I think you've lived an amazing life. You've traveled all around the world. And I think you've got some real insight into some of the questions that I want to ask you today. And first of all, I really want to start with character. I see you as a very successful person. I'm, I'm not sure how you feel right now, but you, you know, the data says you're successful and how would you describe how would you describe in your career life those successes? What would you say have been some of those successes for you personally? What do you value as success really
0: it's an excellent question, Sally, and um, it's even more excellent because I used to have a different answer for it uh, up until recently, and what success looks like to me right now. Uh, you know, October 2020, November 2020 is um, a good balance between hustle and joy, hustle and chill. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and in the past, I'm a very ambitious woman. I was raised to be ambitious. I come from, a, you know, lower socioeconomic background, a very small city in Romania uh, that was built around you, you know, the successes of communism at that time, yeah. which aren't valid anymore. And so as a result, the city itself kind of, you know, um, uh, all the business uh, businesses around it have shut down over the years. And so my family was forced to think of alternative ways for... Um, them to provide what's necessary for their families. And, and they were very young when they had me and my brother as well. So it was inflicted upon me from a very young age um, that I need to study hard and be a good student, and that's going to be my only way out and into a better environment. You know, I have better chances of, of uh, succeeding in life. And so, coming from a place where you do worry about paying bills, you know, month to month, yeah. um, it, I, I think uh, there are certain values that uh, have been deeply rooted in in my character as a, as a result, and uh, it also put me in a position where. I understand what struggle means. And uh, as a result of that, I think I am a lot more empathic and I understand the struggles of other people um, that they might face, whether it's in, you know, because of their gender, because of their ethnicity, because of their economic background. Um, I, I have an affinity for, you know, people going through things and, um Finding ways, finding creative ways to overcome those barriers. Um, so for a really long time, I was very focused on on this ambition of mine of being the best, and you know, um, working hard to earn my money and to make as much money as possible, and to uh, you know, more, 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 sort of thing until you get to a point where, oh, okay, I guess, uh, you know, I'm I'm a little more stable right now. I guess this, I've achieved what my parents were hoping for me, you know, some sort of financial stability. And over the years in my, you know, rush uh, to, and and rush is, you know, I'm I'm choosing this word um, on purpose uh, because I was rushing to, through pretty much everything I've done, uh, all through my twenties, really, to get more things done, to get them done faster, to reach more people and so on, you know, um, and I realized that it's, it's, it wasn't the right mindset to go into things with, um, of course, I, have you know, managed to achieve, um, uh, many things that I'm very proud of, um, but I think I achieved some of those things at the expense of my own mm. health, whether mental or physical or spiritual. To be honest, um, and and this year I feel like I've been on a journey to reconnect with that spiritual side of things, and and you know my my personal health, and to come up with the new definition of what success means, which is a balance of all these three things. And to be honest, the more balance I have in my life between all these different things, the more I tend to achieve. It's kind of <laughs> funny. It's like the universe just, you know, feels that you're in tune with yourself and provides you with more opportunities um, than, than you would ever think of. So in, in short, yeah, success yeah. to me looks like a balanced life. I absolutely
1: hear that and sometimes it's almost it feels like it's almost about doing the opposite thing to what you Mm -hmm. imagine you know spend more time Mm -hmm. meditating to be more successful you know spend more time on self-care which it seems the opposite but I think if you're really looking after those things there is a flow and it takes time to learn those things and I you know hands up I was that person it's through my failure really that I've learned these things so so thank you for sharing that's really honest mm-hmm. you have sort of answered my next question really which is reflections from the past you've you've talked about you know looking at the whole picture now if you could look at your 18 year old self again you know is there any advice that you would give your 18 year old self um is there anything you would do again
0: or is there anything you'd avoid you know what would you say when I was 19 uh, 18 19 I was actually finishing high school and um, I Mm. had prepared my entire you know life at that point to go to law school including two years of hardcore training in um, economics and grammar and you know in Romania in order to get into law school you have to uh, take a few tests so in addition to Um, you know, your GED scores, you also have to take these additional tests in order to be um, approved into the university with a scholarship, that's what I was chasing. And so um, maybe about a month or two before those exams, I had completely dropped the ball and did a 360 and decided to go to London instead. university and the reason it all happened so last minute is because i didn't know that you can actually go to university outside of your own country i didn't i feel like i lived in such a small bubble um and you know i think i was maybe 8 15 or so when we first had internet in our you know in our uh, in our homes prior to that we were always going to internet cafes so information trickled down to romania uh slowly you know it, it got to us much later. So, um, I don't know how, I think I found out someone from my high school, high school was going to university to London. And I was like, what that's possible. I can't believe I didn't know. And so last minute I changed my mind about law school in Romania, because if I had gone through that route, I would have, you know, the next 10, five years, five to 15 years of my life would have been, um, already, drawn out. And so I decided to do the crazy thing and embrace the unknown and go to London by myself to be a student there. So an advice that I'd give myself um, at that that age, I think that was a, a great decision I would have pushed myself to go to law school in London. I, For some reason, I thought that I'm not good enough to do, to practice law in, uh, or, or you know, to study law in, in English. Um, I didn't believe in myself enough, even though I was super ambitious and I was pushing myself and it's something I've always done my entire life. I, I did that more so out of fear of the alternative rather than the conviction that I can. So I would always push myself out of fear and over the years I've managed to learn to turn that fear into joy into appreciation of the unknown and the uncertain uh, and to just embrace it and not look at it as a negative thing wow that, that's amazing
1: thank you for sharing that I think it's true isn't it our fears they limit us so much but hey you made the choice and you <laughs> I came did. to London and you got the degree and I think that leads on to my next question because that that's a super brave move that you did. And really, looking back on those times, you know, I'm imagine you experienced some hard times and challenging times, and even in recent years, and even this year, 2020, what a year! Oh my gosh, it's mm-hmm. a it's a hard year. Uh, what would you advise to those people experiencing hard times based on your experience? Um, How do we continue sometimes when we feel we cannot, you know, there are many people suffering with many mental health challenges I think we all have it's really this year has taken us to the edge of our mental health, you know,
0: what is your personal response to hard times. I have to admit, I, I had a couple of very dark months this year. Um to for me, the pandemic started off really uh, nicely. You know, I was kind of happy to be at home for more than three weeks at a time to start with, because I was traveling so much before. Um, you know, clearly I wasn't expecting the pandemic to to be such a long-term um uh you know crisis i I, w- I was hoping you know it would pass it would pass in in a few months and when I realized that it wasn't going away that this is our new reality and it, it might be like this for a while um that's when I had a moment i'm i'm a, i'm a pro- i'm a producer i'm a planner i love to plan in advance i'm very strategic about everything i do um and so not being able to plan because you wouldn't you just don't know what's happening the next day uh what what authorities are going to say what's allowed what's not allowed what's safe to do um that really put me in a bad spot for a while and i believe in june july august I was not in a good headspace, And it was also because I had given up on self-care. You know, I was getting bored of all this yoga at home. And, you know, I wasn't meditating enough, even though I knew it's good for me. It's, you know, when you become your worst enemy um, and, and you enter this state of almost depression, really, where you just don't see the point anymore. That's a dangerous place to be. And I think uh, uh, the pandemic has pushed many of us in in that corner where you just feel hopeless. Um, And the way I got out of it was by accepting that this is what's happening, accepting and letting go, you know, accepting that there is no Purpose right now. I, I I don't have a very clear. Goal. I mean, of course, there is a purpose, but I don't see it very clearly right now, and that's okay. Just let it be. Everything is temporary. That's um, you know. I, I guess that's the one thing I, one big thing I would like to take away and share with the world from my experience. Um, because as soon as I accepted that, it almost you know, instantly gave me a renewed sense of purpose. Just knowing, accepting that I don't have a specific purpose gave me a renewed sense of purpose. Yeah. It's really counterintuitive, but that's how it worked. And so the moment my brain accepted, I was kind of like a switch in my in my brain. Um, the next day, you know, I started showing up for myself. I started meditating. I got to a point where I do t- 20 minutes uh, in one go, which is a huge thing for me. Um Uh, because I am very heady and I have a million thoughts going through my head every second. And so to learn how to quiet your mind for 20 minutes at a time and to learn how to acknowledge your bad thoughts and uh, let go of them just let them come and go that's i think actually practicing meditation every day almost every day let's just say five days a week yeah. <laughs> has great. really helped helped cement that kind of feeling of acceptance and letting go you know there are thoughts there are bad thoughts that come and go that doesn't define who you are definitely not in the long term so why let let them define you like that why let them ruin your day you know um uh, because you 're allowing this thought of fear um, plant this really deep seed of doubt in your head don 't just let it let it come and go um, so th- this would be this this would be my my greatest piece of advice i suppose um, accepting the bad stuff that 's happening right now. Knowing that it's temporary, even though that temporary uh, length might be longer than you want it to be, it's definitely not forever. That, that's for sure. Everything is in constant change um, at all times. And yeah, you know, eh, eh, embrace the bad. Embrace the yeah. bad without making it personal, without making it, oh, is the universe punishing me for doing this or not doing that? No, things just happen let them happen it's not about you um the only thing that's about you is how you react to this don't let it don't let it put you down um keep fighting i love
1: that i think um it's reminded me one of my favorite books is um seven habits of highly effective people i don't know if you've ever read it yeah and one of the yeah yeah it's a good book and um one of the things I really like is one of the habits, I, I can't remember which one it is, but it's about stimulus and response. That when you have a stimulus, instead of just responding straight away, you create that gap. And I, from listening to your response, it sounds like to me that you've created a gap. So you're just not responding so quickly. You know, your your thoughts are thoughtful. And, you know, I I, I really hear that. and. Um, I think that's very honest of you as well, because I I, have, I can totally relate to what you're saying. And equally so, I went through a meditation thing and I found it really hard. I found it really hard. You know, I've got better, but, you know, I am a work in progress and that's OK. It, it's just more human. And I think it just encourages others as well. And I think as a leader, as you are, it's, it's good to hear that you're not totally invincible you know, that, that <laughs> yeah. you struggle as well. And that's just um, being a human, just being a human. Um, talking of meditation, um, have there been any other habits that you practice that you feel make you more effective as a human being that you personally, that, put you, that really work for you personally?
0: Um, I have to say meditation has probably been the most powerful one. Yeah, meditation, yeah. Physical exercise, whether it's just a walk or yoga, you know, find whatever makes makes you feel good, but it's very important to practice, uh, to move your body as well, um, because that's another form of uh, meditation for your mind, in fact, right? You're Absolutely. so focused on that one activity for that 20 minutes, one hour, 10 minutes, however long you can that it gives your mind the chance to quiet itself. And yeah. um, we, we know the positive effects of doing that.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: th- these are the two things that, you know, are, are, are basic. I feel like if you don't do these, you, you, you're definitely at risk of,
1: mm.
0: you know, man, not necessarily mental breakdown, but suffering, um, yeah. yeah, suffering internally. And other things I'm working on right now, other new habits I'm trying to pick up are uh, practicing gratitude. Well, I do practice gratitude in, in you know, in theory anyway. Um, but writing three things I'm grateful for every day. It's it's something I really want to do for some reason. I'm not doing it still. Um, it's also part of my renewed intention to uh, journal more so I've been journaling maybe every other week or so definitely not as much as I want and old me would have been oh Andrea why are you not doing it but new me is one thing at a time you know yeah. I'm so happy I managed to get to get these two things in a you know in a in a good routine sort of place um I can work on, on, on the rest. You know, the new me is very patient with myself. Um, I love and acquiring the new- these new habits. <laughs> <Me Yeah. too. laughs> I smile more. That's for sure. I'm, I'm less worried. Um, so journaling and, and, you know, just writing three things you're grateful for every day. It's almost like, you're talking yourself into being more positive because your brain cannot tell the difference between reality and your imagination. So, and and it explains why things like placebo works, uh, work, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same with this positive attitude. Um, I think there are even studies that show smiling, forcing yourself to smile, even when you don't feel like it, still releases serotonin in your brain and it actually makes you feel happier. Even when you're pretending to smile, because your brain cannot tell the difference between what's real and what's only in your ma- mind, right? Yeah. Um, your 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 body is doing is practicing the act of smiling, and then your brain automatically thinks you're happy, so it makes you feel happy. It's really weird. It's it's quite it's quite bizarre, but that's how it works. So talking yourself into being positive, watching all this self help YouTube video stuff has really helped me as well. It's as simple as that. In fact, I highly recommend that to anyone who is in a really dark place in their head right now, just start watching some positive things. Um, Hearing them, seeing them will have, even if it's a short term effect, it's enough to take you out of that place and to motivate you to do something good for yourself that will then have a longer term effect on your happiness. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, these are some of the things that I've been oh, doing over the last few months.
1: Uh, no, thank you for sharing those top tips. Um, interestingly, I was um, talking to one of my students this week and they talked about the gratitude thing. And there's actually a gratitude app where you can actually write them down on your phone like a, a diary. I don't know oh. if it's called gratitude, but I'm sure if you look it up, so if you haven't got mm-hmm. a notebook or something, use your phone. Um, and I absolutely agree. I think it creates these great habits and the brain is such that it likes to create these neural pathways so that they become the norm and that's one of the things that's really challenged me I think is to have things in place so they're the norm so you don't take the energy to say and now I'm going to do this it's just a normal part of your your day Um, and I've actually started to program my Alexa with little kind of prompts so in the morning I go for a walk and it says Sally, put your walking shoes on. Today is going to be awesome, you know, and that comes on every day at 7.50 in the morning. And it's just a little thing and it makes me laugh. And I thought, yeah, today is going to be awesome because that's what I, that's, you know, obviously it's not always awesome, but that is my intention, you know, and I think that's a very powerful thing. And so if you, you know, if you're listening to this now thinking, oh yeah, I don't believe that. I, I would encourage you to, Listen to what Andrea has said, because I think it's very powerful, <laughs> and you know, give it a go, uh, so we're almost at the end now, um, and my heart, I guess is to encourage the up and coming you artists, the musicians, the next generation. if someone was coming to work for you on your team, what qualities would you look for in them to make them a great team player? you know what what are you looking for um, what Encouragement, can you give to the next generation?
0: Oof, that's a tough question because I feel like I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah.
1: Um, well, hmm. even now with what you, it doesn't have to be a complete answer, but you know, even what you know now, what would yeah. what would you say is important?
0: Well, what's worked for me on a personal level, and I tend to like to work with people who have those qualities as well, is the ability to be a self, being a self-starter, the ability to adapt to whatever the situation is, you know, for example, and she said, so we're not a traditional organization. Um, I have two uh, part-time employees on contract and um, we we operate in a very intuitive kind of way. You know, I, I never really did any formal training in management, but these are things that I picked up by being someone else's employee um uh, you know or or um, working under someone's supervision and what's worked for me uh, in both of these scenarios is being being able to learn on the go i think looking looking at people um at, you know uh, at potential employees as a humans first and foremost before professionals so looking at finding people who have the qualities, the personality, um, the personable qualities or the human qualities that, you, that are important to you, whether it's someone to be highly organized or attention to detail or nice and empathic or uh, just really productive with their time, whatever those affinities are, Focus on those first because the other um, cognitive skills. So actually that's a better answer. I always look at non-cognitive skills before I look at the cognitive skills in a person because cognitive skills can be taught very easily. Anyone can learn you know how to draw the perfect circle if they try hard enough if they yeah. do it enough times at some point you'll sure. end up doing a perfect one yeah. um but you cannot really teach empathy and kindness and ambition and other other things like that or confidence or you know uh, negotiation actually even negotiation you can kind of teach it um but but it's way more difficult than teaching someone how to use a spreadsheet you know yeah. So for, for me, character over um, skills uh, is, is definitely more, more important.
1: Thank you for that. That's, that's brilliant. And I was just talking with someone today, actually, about the value of kindness. And, you know, I, I think you can't beat that. And I, you said that in, in what you what you've said, and I totally agree. Um, so I, I hope that's an encouragement to the up and coming New generation in the music industry listening to this podcast. So, thank you, Andrea, for all your insights today. I really appreciate it. Um, You've been amazing. And thank you for your honesty and your vulnerability. And just wish you a fantastic winter in Mexico. I really wish (laughs) you, you never know, I might be jumping on a plane with my partner to come and join you just because this cold. Oh my gosh. But yeah, thank you so
0: much. Um, You've been amazing. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Sally. I, I, I have to say right back at you, the feeling is very mutual. And I've always, um, yeah, I always got really nurturing vibes <laughs> from you, if I can put it that way. Speaking of kindness and, um, you know, selfish selflessness <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's that's definitely something I can I can say I I found in you and um, thank you it's been such it's been so incredible to have the support of people like you and women like you in particular uh, along my journey because it can feel very lonely sometimes absolutely and, and, and well, it can feel yeah difficult. absolutely
1: I think it's because I recognize in that in myself you know at times it's been really really hard So I think one of my goals is to support as many women as possible. And for each of us to give each a hand up that we support one another. And I think it's, it is all about the team, you know? So thank you so much. That's really kind of you to say.
0: Thank you, Sally. Thank (laughs) you. Okay. Well,
1: (laughs) there you go. Mutual love and a love fest, which is what it should all be about. (laughs) Um, You've been an amazing guest. Thank you so much, Andrea. And, I will see you in the spring, hopefully in 2021, hopefully in Ibiza, IMS, if Fingers not crossed. Fingers Thank crossed.
0: Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you, Sally.
1: Thank you for listening to the Love Live Music Secrets of Success podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at love live music UK or come and visit my website, www.lovelivemusic.co.uk.